To kick off each hour of the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive, we've asked the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese to say a prayer. Hi, my name is Nicholas Pinto, and I am in the 8th grade at Queen of Angels Catholic School in Roswell. My favorite thing about my school is that I am able to practice my faith all throughout the day, and we go to Mass as a school community every Friday. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you for all of our youth who bring so much joy into this world. I ask your blessing upon us that we might follow your teachings and walk the path of righteousness and holiness. May we look upon Jesus as an example of how to live our lives and always remember to show kindness, forgiveness, generosity, and above all, love to everyone that we encounter. May we live a life of purity and obedience, setting a good example to those around us. Help us to follow our conscience to make good decisions in everyday life and work towards a peaceful and happy relationship with God and others. As we grow up to become the leaders of our society and world, may we always remember to follow God's will and the plan that he has in mind for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Listen to AM 1160 The Quest. This is AM 1160 The Quest, and uh, that was um, uh, Nicholas Pinto who wrote that prayer. Uh, Nicholas from Queen of Angels School. So, Nicholas, really good job on that. That was fantastic. I'm Dave Savage, the programming and production manager here at The Quest, and this is The Pledge Drive. And this hour, which is hour number 10 of our 24-hour, not 24 consecutive hours, thankfully, <laughs> but 24 hours <laughs> spread over three days, uh, it is our uh, Pledge Drive. And uh, we are this hour, uh, we've got Kathy Schneider in here. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Yeah, and then our guests are uh, Lisa Regan and Joe, uh, Joey Martinek, who's with the Archdiocese. And uh, Lisa, you're with PAC. I'm with Pregnancy Aid Clinic, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You what You know, and one thing, and I, this is my bad, and I want to make this good from last hour, but I, I was looking and I'm like, we're not getting any pledges in here. I was on the wrong tab. <laughs> so can, let me just start off this hour right away. I want to thank some people, uh, and and hopefully Andy uh, uh, Lichtenwalner from last hour is lis is listening in his car right now as he's driving home or whatever. Because uh, Peter from uh, Coming uh, gave a shout out to Andy. He donated. Uh, David from Duluth in honor of Andy. Uh, Matt from Flowery Branch in honor of Andy. Um, William in honor of Andy. He's from Coming. Uh, Michelle and Terry from Decatur, uh, Matt from Decatur, um, uh, Stephanie uh, from Coming as well, and uh, Paula in honor of Kathy Schneider. Oh, that's for this hour now. Aww, <laughs> so that's great. Yes. It was, so we thank everybody for those donations and uh, any, any amount, honestly. I mean, if it's honestly $5, it's going to help. It really will. So uh, let me hand it over to you, Kathy, and, and uh, just introduce yourself and good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Yeah. Um, my name is Kathy Schneider, and I'm the Respect Life Chairperson at St. Bridget Catholic Church in Johns Creek. And um, I've been involved in the pro-life ministry here in Atlanta, and I'm here with two wonderful rock stars. So uh, I'm excited that they've uh, joined us this hour to talk about the pro-life movement in Atlanta. So um, I'll let Lisa um, start her introduction, just tell what parish you're from, and um, maybe what motivated you to get involved in the ministry. Absolutely. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Kathy and Dave. 
Always a pleasure to be here with Joey. I'm Lisa Regan. I'm the executive director of Pregnancy Aid Clinic. I've been there for just about four years. And my family and I have been parishioners at St. Andrew Catholic Church in Roswell for right about 27 years. Um, so we, I just have so many fond memories of my children growing up in that parish, being involved in ministry, and it really helped form my faith. And I just can't leave. I just love it. So um, have many, many fond memories of St. Andrew. I've been involved in ministry work for all my life. Um, but I'm honored to be with Pregnancy Aid Clinic. Nice. Fantastic. Joey? Yeah, uh, good Good morning, everyone. My name is Joey Martinek, Director of Respect Life Ministry for the Archdiocese. I've been, uh, this is year four as well. Oh, nice. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm, I get so excited that I get to do this work that really, it builds a culture of life, and especially locally, but across the world. And, um, and really get to promote a more appealing view of the human person than what the culture has to offer. So um, it's always a joy to be with these wonderful people as well. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, uh, Lisa, Joey, and, and Kathy, for being here this morning on the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive. Uh, I'll just mention uh, real quick here that um, an anonymous person has said, here, here's $3,000, but you're only getting it for every dollar that somebody donates. So basically, to unlock that money, we need donations. Uh, you know, if you give $50, it's going to be a $100 donation because of this anonymous person. So if you want to do that, this is a great time to call in and make that happen. Uh, you can call in 470-508-1160. You can go to thequestatlanta.com or uh, tap Donate on the Quest Atlanta app. And uh, really, we need first-time donors. If you've never donor donated before, it, this is a great time to, to do that. Um, as of yesterday, we were just over $40,000. We have a $175,000 uh, goal. So to, it's just to keep us operating, keep keep us on the air. So anyway, Kathy, go ahead. What, what do you yeah. got there? Well, we just um, really love Catholic Radio, and it l allows people to, to gain a good voice of truth. I feel like most of us that listen to the Catholic Radio, we learn new things about our faith. We also uh, find ways to speak our faith better. And so one of the things we talked about as a group, Lisa and Joey and I, was um, let's help pro-life people listening to the Quest today be able to articulate their pro-life views better. And so one of the things we um, wanted to talk about was here in Georgia, we had the new uh, newish heartbeat uh, bill and so we want to make sure people know how to articulate the what the bill actually is to dispel the myths and also um, to really just be able to defend it you know we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up here and you know we can have some conversation starters with people and really um, show what the um, Georgia pro-life community is doing here to support women and other families so um, you know we thought it would be good to just kind of go through a few of the um, parts of the bill that maybe some people um, could have a misunderstanding about to make sure it's just clear for people. Um, so I don't know. Um, and, you know it, can I just jump in here real yeah, quick? Sure. But I know that there's a lot of misinformation right. deliberately put out there exactly. about this. That right. I mean, things are just factually not true. Exactly. And so we're going to 
hopefully clear that up here this hour. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so important to have these conversations. The, the you know, the post-row world has yes. just become like buzz mm-hmm. and negatives and positives around that. But it's a great opportunity for us to converse, right? At least we're talking about this issue. And I do think it's important for people, particularly in the work that we do with women, when women come into our clinic, people need to know that a patient, a woman who has an abortion, illegal or not, is not liable for breaking a law. The heartbeat law does make abortion illegal past the time a heartbeat is detected, with some exceptions, but the patient is not the liable party there. The abortion doctor would be the liable party. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions, though, for rape, incest, and certain medical circumstances, and it does also provide protection for doctors in the case of miscarriage-related procedures. I think it's just really important for people you know, to, to know and understand the clarity of that aspect of the law. And I think I just saw a commercial this morning as I was getting ready to come in here on TV talking about that women can be, you know, I don't know how it was worded, but, you know, if you miscarry or something, you can be arrested. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fear mongering and it's just not true. Yeah, I think it's I think it's maybe important to maybe just reverence that a little bit. I mean, I I am aware of I, I have some friends who have who have recently you know experienced miscarriage and the real the real suffering of that as we mentioned that um so so many are 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 suffering seemingly alone in this um so we want to we want to reverence that we want to don't want to plow over that um but we also want to speak clearly as as lisa and kathy are saying that this is this this heartbeat bill is is not about that and so if if you have experienced the the real the real tragedy of abortion all the medical care that is available will be given to you in this in this state and anywhere. This this is not this is not affecting this. This is not going to make uh, make this tragedy worse than it already is for you, right? We're 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 speaking specifically about abortion, which is a which is a procedure done with the intent to end the life of a preborn child. Very different than um, what is medical procedures that is done following a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're here uh, speaking this morning with Kathy Schneider, uh, Lisa Regan, and Joey Martinek, uh, and talking about, well, because Lisa is from uh, Pregnancy Aid Center, and uh, center or clinic? Pregnancy Aid Clinic. Clinic, thank you. We're then, <laughs> no worries. But... Uh, but anyway, so this is the Best of the Quest uh, pledge drive on AM 1160, the Quest, and we can use your donations because you're going to hear a lot about uh from pack i mean we run messages for pack uh we run messages for uh walking with moms in need uh which i know the archdiocese is getting well all the are all the bishops in in the uh, country are, are behind that one you know but but the quest is very much in support of all this and if you would like to support the quest in our efforts uh we could really use the help uh, just give a call, 470-508-1160, go to thequestatlanta.com, or tap the donate button on the Quest Atlanta app. 
Kathy? Yes, I think a couple other things. Um, Georgia did some pretty unique things in our bill, which I think are very helpful. One of which is that um, women who are pregnant already receive a tax exemption for their preborn child. So again, trying to, um, you know, help mothers parent and be able to keep uh, more money in their pockets. Um, Also, one of the things that they did is the father has to pay child support beginning at six weeks. And so um, just to kind of give you a little piece of what that looks like. So there's a very simple test called a NIP test, which is done by a blood draw with the mother. And that is at six weeks, it can determine the father and then the father it's just a swab of the cheek. So in a very simple test, you can find out, you know, who the father is, and they already need to be providing. Um, Governor Kemp in uh, July, he signed a Medicaid postpartum extension bill. And so um, that actually extends coverage from six months to one year following birth. So again, you know, trying to help pregnant and parenting moms provide for their family and give them, um, you know, some tangible resources and monetary things, you know, that can um, help them. So I think it's really good for people to understand you know, these fallacies that are out there. Um, and again, Joey, I'm so glad you brought the reverence to the miscarriage because, um, you know, I think I heard some, um, I'm bad with, um, actors or somebody, but somebody who had a miscarriage a while back and now she's calling it, you know, her abortion or whatever. And yeah, I heard about that this morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, Mm -hmm. again, you know, as Joey so well said, it's, uh, you know, an abortion is purposely taking the life of a child. And so, you know, a miscarriage is God's natural, you know, way that that baby didn't, didn't get to make it this time. So uh, we feel for those people extensively and we do, um, you know, want to provide our support and uh, healing for that as well. Absolutely. And the one thing you were talking about, uh, the the bill that Governor Kemp signed in July about the extending from six months to one year for Medicaid. And that's another myth that you know Catholics and Christians I guess in general but people that are pro-life are just are, are pro-birth and that's it you know once once the kid is born okay that's we, we have no concern after that which is so false <laughs> there's like so many programs and I'm sorry if, if I'm jumping around here if that's something that you were gonna bring up later but uh, you know I just I wanted to bring that out though that you know that there, there is support for, for these women uh, and families, I guess, and the babies after the birth. Absolutely. That's what we're all about is wrapping our arms around these women. We have to treat the women in order to save the baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can speak for the staff at Pregnancy Aid Clinic. They are all about cherishing that woman and protecting her. They'll use their downtime, their evening time, their weekend time to make calls and try to help find resources mm-hmm. for them. Um, we cherish those women. And I know in the next hour you're going to be talking more about what the Archdiocese is doing through the Walking with Moms in Need program. But um, that couldn't be any less true. Um, the sanctity of life is not just pertaining to a preborn child, it's human life mm-hmm. from womb to tomb. And I just wanted to mention too, Kathy, I'm so glad you brought up the uh, the paternity aspect of, of the bill as well, because fathers are a critical aspect of this law and, and, and a critical aspect of the decision-making. And many of them, unfortunately, have not been included in these important decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important that we tend to them Firstly, that we honor, you know, their feeling <clears throat> about their unborn child and that, you know, we're helping them step up to the plate, too. 
So it's really important to engage fathers of the baby. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, for many reasons. For many reasons. Mm -hmm. So, and this is the best of the plus cred. <laughs> One more cup of coffee. I'll have it. Uh, the best of the quest pledge drive on AM 1160, the quest. And uh, real quick, I just want to mention uh, a couple of things here that uh, I was going over some of our numbers here. And this is like just to keep us on the air. But uh, our, our, uh, um, our internet is $650 a month. Mm -hmm. or $7,800 a year. That's just, you, you can't exist without internet. I mean, sure, <laughs> you know, sure. that's that's just a basic need that we have just to keep the quest on the sure. air, to keep us going. And so we we really, if, if you wanted to donate $650, well, that would take care of our internet for one month. Um, if you could donate that every month, mm -hmm. that's like a car payment if maybe you got your car paid off and you know you could you could direct that money over this way that would be fantastic take care of our internet for a whole year and you can do that by calling 470-508-1160 you can go to the quest atlanta uh, dot com and uh you can tap the donate button on the quest atlanta app and i almost forgot all about this but we've got this anonymous match so uh let's say that $650 a month that I was talking about, uh, let's say you could only come up with 325 of it, that's fine because we've got this match up to $3,000. So you would completely cover that $650 just with a $325 donation. Nice. So that would be fantastic. Make sure you're taking advantage of that. Um, uh, I already mentioned uh, Stephanie from coming and also Paula. Uh, this is on already of you, Kathy, from Alpharetta, but we also have Lynn uh, in honor of my dear friend, Kathy, uh, and also in honor of Kathy. Well, you're popular, Kathy. <laughs> uh, Don, uh, Don, Don uh from Swanee. So oh, we thank sweet. all of them uh, very much for their support uh, here. And we're talking with Kathy Schneider, Lisa Regan, and Joey Martinek this hour. Well, um, Joey, I know when we ha had our last meeting for Walking with Moms in Need, I liked um, one of the things you started with was talking about the good news in Georgia, how we have, you know, okay, well, how many pregnancy centers do we have here versus abortion clinics and stuff? And um, if you want to share that, or I, I did write it down when I was at the meeting <laughs> in case you forgot the exact numbers, but I think it's very encouraging. Yeah, People need to know the good news of what Georgia is offering in terms of services and yeah. um, what this looks like. Yeah, I, I think speaking to what was just said before of, of it's it's a false narrative that now that like all of a sudden these, you know, they're now we just start care about women. Right. Uh, like we've we've been caring about both baby and mom for decades, for decades. Yes. Right. That's why we have 83 to my knowledge. We have 83 pregnancy resource centers in the state of Georgia. Right. Three of them are, you know, Lisa, Lisa uh, Pack. Right there. And and three different locations, but, um, and there's another Catholic one in Macon, right? But this is, this is the Christians and Catholics working together to provide solutions to women in crisis, right? Mm -hmm. We have this whole Archdiocese Walking With Moms in Need initiative that has launched before the Supreme Court decision, right? And the work at some parishes, like, like Kathy's at St. Bridget, that, that even preceded this USCCB united movement of the bishops to to walk with moms in need right uh and so that that whole goal i think they're going to talk more about that uh is is that every catholic parish should be able to help a mom in need let me say this clearly to any woman who is listening out here 
who feels at all afraid of what is happening legislatively around abortion, I want you to know that the church sees you and we are here for you to help you have your baby. Uh, that, that is a promise that not only I have made, but Archbishop Hartmeyer has made. The church is committed to, to walking with you in your hour of need. That's the basic message, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, we have also provided a, a grant to Pregnancy Aid Clinic for the next three years to help fund a, a medical director of medical services. So that this is this has been part of our efforts as well to continue this collaboration. We 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 certainly work very close together and are so grateful for the work that the parishes are doing as well as organizations like PAC. Um, maybe Lisa, you want to speak a little bit about a partnership with other organizations as well that that we're. Uh, that you use often to to do the work you know and before we do that lisa i'm sorry to interrupt but i, I just wanted to mention too that uh not every parish in the archdiocese has a walking with moms in need at their parish uh and and i definitely don't want to you know put this all on the pastors and say hey you got to do this but if there isn't one at your parish maybe you know you could pray on it and maybe you're the person that needs to head this up in your parish and and bring it to your parish so that it is in every parish in this archdiocese. That would be awesome if it was. It would be awesome. And we make it as easy as possible for you to. If you go on the Archdiocese Respect Life website, there is a whole 78-page action guide that holds your hand. If you have never done anything like this before, walks you through the process of how to get this going at your parish. At the most simple level, this is about spiritual, emotional, material support for moms in need and have the parish be able to make great referrals Mm -hmm. to professional organizations that can do more of the financial, legal, medical stuff that maybe the parish can't get involved in. So that's, I mean, any parish can do that, just to be able to direct that. There are some parishes like St. Bridget that go above and beyond the call of duty and get more involved. Um, So there's room for that too, but not, you know, you can do a lot with just getting started, just a couple people at the parish getting momentum. Joey, just following up on that and what you said a minute ago, um, I just wanted to reference that Archbishop Hartmeyer has done such a wonderful job of, excuse me, setting the stage and the tone of how we talk about this. And um, from the get-go, Archbishop Hartmeyer has said, no matter what the courts decide, we know that there will be women and families who are scared in need of support and help. And that's what we're all about. So you know, the building a culture of life peace comes in all of us working together. It's what the, the church is, has already been doing. It's what Pregnancy Aid Clinic has been preparing for for years. And as you referenced earlier, um, we are engaging our larger Catholic community, St. Vincent de Paul, Catholic Charities, the Archdiocese, um, you know, our domestic violence partners that we work with so well. And you know, we're pulling together to say, okay, if 31,000 women in the mm-hmm. state of Georgia, 20% of which are in Fulton County, now have abortion restriction, where are they going to go? Well, they could hop on the highway and go down to Florida. They could go up to North Carolina. They could go to the abortion clinic, which will set them up with their affiliate in one of those stations, or they could come to us. And that's what we want mm-hmm. them to do. We want them to come to Pregnancy Aid Clinic with our expanded network of partners and resources. And as Joey said, we can't all do it all. A walking with moms in need, 
uh, volunteer ministry can't provide the legal resources, nor can pregnancy aid clinic necessarily, but we can reach out to our partners and pull us together and provide that infrastructure so that, you know, we're working together and in tandem to support these women and, and demonstrate that we're ready and willing to do so. Absolutely. And this is, uh, this conversation we're having right here, uh, I've heard on similar conversations on a lot of our programming here on the quest. I mean, the quest completely backs this up and, and lives by it. And if this is something that you believe in, uh, maybe consider uh, making a donation to the quest so that we can keep getting this word out there for people. Um, I've just been, well, the, uh, the anonymous match that we had, uh, $3,000. We still have that. We have not used it all up yet, so make sure that you're taking advantage of that. But I've just been told uh, we've got these Marlowe's gift cards. They're $20 gift cards for Marlowe's. So think about this. What's that? Uh, there's an app where you get like the half price. Um, oh, yeah. I, I forgot what it was, but think about this. So we've got these, and this is for first-time donors. Okay, so if you've never donated before, consider this. You make a $40 donation to the Quest, you get a $20 gift card. <laughs> and that, that, so that's like, you know, that's only $20 out of your pocket, you know? So think about, and I guess that goes the opposite way of what those half price things are, but you get my point. Yes, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, if, if that'd be fantastic. So if first, the next five first time donors, if you've never donated before, uh, we'd really love to see, uh, see you here. And uh, you've got that $20 gift card to Marlowe's in Roswell. We've got five of those. And we've also got that match money. Uh, we're going to take a little break here, and we're going to continue this conversation in just a little bit. And also, in this break, we've got some uh, uh, messages from the uh, Pregnancy Aid Clinic. We've also got some um, uh, a message about 40 Days for Life uh, coming up as well. And you're also going to hear one for Walking with Moms in Need. So keep it here. You are listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our fall pledge drive, where the theme is the best of the quest, stories of inspiration. After hearing these stories of inspiration, if you are moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. AM 1160 The Quest had such an overwhelming response to the Book of Esther Bible study that we're once again teaming up with Proclaim My Word to bring you a new study called God's Plan to Protect You. Carrie Allen, what are you going to do? Present the letter to the Ephesians written by St. Paul. It's an awesome letter that he is trying to encourage the Ephesians to stay strong in their faith, not to forget their first love and to understand that God has a plan for them and he has a plan for all of us. Sounds great. How do we get in? on this. Go to the website, proclaimmyword.org, and register, sign up, and then you can download the study guide, which you can use as you're listening. But also, it will give you an opportunity to form some small groups, either virtually with another group, or you can use in person, in your area, in your church, neighborhood, or whatever, that you can uh, study the Letter to the Ephesians together. The Letter to the Ephesians Bible Study starts this October. 
on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. This historic time in the pro-life movement makes it critical to support women and families now more than ever before. Pregnancy Aid Clinic, a Catholic pregnancy resource center in Metro Atlanta, offers that support. If you need help or can help, go to PregnancyAidClinic.com. We've all heard it said before. Catholics aren't pro-life, they're pro-birth, and it ends there. Pro-lifers don't care about mothers or babies after they're born. But that's simply not true. Help take away that pro-abortion talking point by supporting Walking with Moms in Need, an initiative helping pregnant and parenting women in need. Your parish is called to help these moms in need. Some parishes in the Archdiocese already have this program in place, providing a variety of assistance to moms, including things like maternity clothing, children's clothing, diapers, and having baby showers for moms who chose life. Your time, talent, and treasure are needed. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops is asking each parish to create their own Walking with Moms in Need program. If your parish has not started the program, ask how you can help start it. To learn more about Walking with Moms in Need and how you can help, go to walkingwithmoms.com. In today's world, cybersecurity is critical for your business. Award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers. For protection now, see Versprite.com. That's V-E-R-Sprite.com. The Quest thanks Versprite for their support. The Atlanta 40 Days for Life Prayer Rally Kickoff and Dinner is September 22nd. Learn about the Atlanta 40 Days for Life Prayer Vigil taking place September 28th through November 6th. More information at thequestatlanta.com. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Ten-year-old Xavier Elliott knows what it's like to be homeless. As reported by ABC News, he and his family were left displaced for nine years after his father, a disabled veteran, couldn't get the help he needed for post-traumatic stress disorder. The Elliots now have a home in Phoenix, Arizona, and Mom Stephanie mends clothing for extra income. Xavier was keeping her company while she worked one day, and he told her that he wanted to save his allowance to make clothes for homeless kids. When word of Xavier's mission spread, he started receiving lots of fabric donations. He now spends his free time at the family sewing machine, using his skills to help others. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Did you know there are many men and women who are providing for their families through work in an abortion clinic? The money is good and people often get trapped there. And Then There Were None is a registered nonprofit organization that exists to help abortion clinic workers leave the abortion industry. This ministry is providing the means for abortion workers to safely transition out of the industry and into a life of freedom, with immense support and without fear of exploitation. Abortion workers have been able to confidently get free help through a variety of resources available through this ministry. This is a game changer in the battle for life. To help abortion workers leave the industry, visit abortionworker.com for more information. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. You're simply the best. 
the best of the quest stories of inspiration pledge drive on am 1160 the quest make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com now back to the best of the quest pledge drive on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. And we are this hour talking with Kathy Snyder, Lisa Regan, and Joey Martinek. Uh, Lisa is from the Pregnancy Aid Clinic, and Joey is from the Archdiocese. And Joey, what, what's your title again? Director of Respect Life Ministry. Thank you. Yeah, so this is all about uh, life and you know, maintaining life and everything. But before we get back into the conversation, I just want to remind everybody, we still have that anonymous, uh, anonymous person gave $3,000 and said, here, you can have this, but it's only a match. So we want to make sure that we don't leave one penny of that unused, (laughs) make sure that we uh, use it all up. So, you know, a $100 donation becomes a $200 donation. Or if you wanted to spread that out, it's it's also good for a pledge. If you can only give, say, $20 a month, well, that match will still be met for if, if you just want to pledge that for over the year. So uh, call 470-508-1160, go to thequestatlanta.com, or tap the donate button on the Quest Atlanta app. And also, we've still got those Marlowe's uh, gift cards, Marlowe's and Roswell, $20 gift cards if you're a first-time donor. If you've never donated before, uh, if you have, we really appreciate it, but we're really looking for some new people here. And uh, what, what a way to start off by uh, you're donating. Uh, who have we... Um, uh, Tracy in Louisville. Oh, yeah. yeah, in honor of Kathy. You know who that I is, do Kathy, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, we got Rebecca uh, in honor of uh, Walking with Moms. Nice. Uh, Rebecca from Alpharetta. Also, uh, Joanne uh, from Alpharetta in honor of Kathy and Lisa. And uh, Courtney in Hiram. We thank you all very much for your generosity. Oh. So, yeah, Kathy, go ahead. We, we, and now, we were just saying during the break, I, I, we were talking about what we're going to talk about. I'm like, you know what? That's going to take us right up until 10 o'clock. So let's get yes, into it. Sure. So as we were talking about the Georgia heartbeat law, we were saying, um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, laws can't really regulate morality. But in fact, I don't know if you would realize this, but they do strongly influence it because many people, well, they don't like to break the law. And so, um, you know, when Texas had first passed their heartbeat law, um, they did like a three month study what did this look like and they found that 79 percent of the people once they found a heartbeat they actually didn't go out of state for their abortion they decided to parent it took abortion off the table because it was illegal and so um i know um i I wanted lisa to talk a little bit about that um as well as her experience at pack what she's seeing too absolutely and we are seeing some of that kathy so we're two months in now just about right Mm -hmm. two months in of the of the life act and firstly i mean there's a number of ways that the law is impacting what we do um firstly if you know, people who are abortion determined are prone to rash decisions, right? They want to be seen earlier. Um, so we are making accommodations to see people as early as possible. We have an early pregnancy detection test now. We're doing earlier ultrasounds. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are scared and confused and just need clarity and all on all of this. But there are also people who, you know, will see that heartbeat and say, okay, well, abortion is illegal for me now. So let's talk about how, how you can help me. And that's, I think, a huge chunk of, of women who we might have considered to be abortion vulnerable. 
Um, there are those that, you know, just really want to have an abortion, but there are those who are vulnerable and are influenced by the law. In fact, I also wanted to mention that um, our PATH, Post-Abortion Treatment and Healing Ministry, has found that women that they've tended to through their retreats and such who have who are post-abortive and may have had an abortion, you know, a couple of decades ago, um, have been a little triggered by this law because, you know, they have mentioned, look, if abortion was illegal 20 years ago, I would not have had an mm -hmm. abortion. So, you know, laws do influence and it may take some time. In fact, I was just at an executive director retreat um, last week with 20 or so of my Georgia, you know, peers. And we were all saying that it's going to take some time for this bill to truly, this law, to truly affect behavior and change. But we're starting to see it and we just need to continue to walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And as, as Lisa mentioned, we, we want to, of course, reverence those who have experienced abortion. And, and I'm so grateful that Lisa's organization is not, not only committed to helping pregnant women in difficult circumstances, but there's a whole kind of sub-ministry of, of path dedicated to the healing of, of after abortion. We, we, the church, the church loves you and there, there is forgiveness, you know, um, in, in Jesus and the church. So, um, in fact, um, those who have experienced the trauma of abortion can become the greatest advocates mm -hmm. for the pro-life movement now. So we want to speak in reverence to, to anyone who is suffering alone in that regard. Yeah. And I think one thing to point out, too, is um, I know we have seen it where women are actually relieved when they find mm. out they can't mm. abort. Mm. They don't have to make the decision. Mm. The law made the decision for them. And they're like, whoo, because, you know, they might have had pressures from, you know, boyfriends, family, whatever. And um, there's a... Um, a famous quote from um, Frederica Matthews Green that I think sums up a lot of things with women around this subject. And it says, no woman wants an abortion as she wants an ice cream cone or a Porsche. She wants an abortion as an animal caught in a trap wants to gnaw off its own leg. Mm. And so, you know, it's not really in a woman's DNA to necessarily want this, but because of what we've grown up with, 49 years of this in the culture, people just, mm. it's like, oh, it's unplanned, go take care of it, you know? So um, this law and uh, what our country is finally doing to respect the dignity of human life is really going to hopefully have a new ripple effect in the world of, you know, respecting the life of uh, all humans. Yeah, I, I love Absolutely. that, Kathy. I mean, that that's exactly the attitude of the early feminists as well. The early feminists were pro-life. They were totally against abortion. But contrary to some other people who were also pro-life that sought to um, shame the woman, to punish the woman, they recognized that a woman seeking abortion was proof of her unequal status in society. And I could talk more about that and what that meant specifically, because it means something very different for the new feminists now that see abortion as health care. Mm -hmm. What what we are what we are seeing and what we need to do is is get to the root of these problems and that's what Walk with Moms in Need does that's what an authentic understanding of how we ought to love love one another as man and woman mm -hmm. right when we don't provide these solutions to women the that's the ironic thing is they feel abortion is their only choice you know when when this when Dobbs came out the Georgia Tech Student Government Association posted publicly every resource under the sun dedicated to pro-abortion resources for students on campus, but didn't put a single pro-life resource. If that's the message, what what's the message that's sending that you don't really have a choice unless you, you abort, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we're, we're speaking against that. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, part of it, too, what the Quest does so well is help us find our voice. You know, if you go back, um, the director of PATH, you know, she recorded one of the living room segments. Yes. Um, yeah. There's a great local show, you guys, one of my favorite called The, the Family Room. Family Room. And it's right. a living room, mm-hmm. but family room. And, Same um, thing, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But go on there. My gosh, you guys, there's so many good, um, mm-hmm. you know, different interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, equip yourself because part of what we need is to equip ourselves with our to really know how to have these good discussions and to kind of stop some of the false narratives that are out there and again um, I know Joey you and I were talking about how some people say well you know you're imposing your beliefs on me and stuff and I'd love for you to go into that a little bit yeah Yeah, I think there's there's some understandable confusion I mean imagine if there was a law that that came out in Georgia that said every everybody in the state of Georgia has to attend daily mass you know <laughs> or has to attend you know has to like pray the rosary once once per week or go go to a holy hour right we we would see that as a taking an article of our faith uh, that really applies to catholics and pushing that on everyone and we might feel hesitant about that rightly so mm-hmm. um and I think that's the, that's the same kind of attitude that many Catholics are struggling. They say, I, I'm, I'm pro-life, sure, but I, I, it doesn't feel right to impose my Catholic belief mm-hmm. on everyone in the state of Georgia. And, and while that's an understandable sentiment, we're getting confused with the distinction between what is an article of faith and what is an article of reason, of natural law. You know, notice we, we, have, we have a law that murder of a human person, innocent human person, is illegal for everyone, regardless of if you're Catholic or an atheist mm-hmm. or, or Protestant or Buddhist, right? Uh, and that's because that that's written into the natural law that human beings have have dignity and are valuable just because we're, we're rational animals. Um, that's what abortion is speaking to, is saying if the preborn is a human person, right. then that same logic applies. And it's very different from being an article of faith. That That's actually why we as Catholics recognize the dignity of human life because it builds on this general natural law, understanding that murder is wrong. And going along with what you were just saying, I mean, it's the same thing that, like, I know that I can't go over to the quick trip here and just murder somebody, like, just shoot them. I can't do that. But I'm not going to say, but Joey, I'm not going to, you know, my belief isn't what you have to do. You do whatever, you know, if you feel right. like you got to go over and kill this guy, go do that. Right. I, I don't believe in it. I would never do that, but you can. Exactly. And that's not just because you're Catholic. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Right. We hold an atheist accountable for exactly. that. Right. Because exactly. there's, there's, and this is the beautiful truth that we've, we've forgotten in this world, that there are truths, no moral truths about the human person accessible to everyone, regardless of of the light of faith. The faith faith gives us much deeper clarity of what is involved morally, right? But we 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 need to get back to that as a society. If if nothing unites us, how can we have a functional society? If there's no objective reference point to some basics of mm-hmm. what is good, then then it's absolute chaos. God has actually put put this into what we call natural law or the moral law, and when we reverence that, society can flourish. Right. Mm-hmm. We are talking uh, this morning, this hour, uh, just for another 15 minutes or, or less here with uh, uh, Kathy Schneider, Lisa Regan, and Joey Martinek. And uh, it's it's the pro-life. I mean, we're pro-life 
way beyond birth and everything. Uh, but this is the kind of conversation uh, I've heard similar conversations on other programs here on the Quest. And you had referenced uh, Kathy. If you guys want to put your headphones on, um, I, I, I just want to play this commercial because you referenced the the, um, uh, the family room. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just going to play this 30 second promo here. Uh, that. The Quest presents The Family Room, sponsored by Versprite. Talking about post-abortion treatment and healing. When a woman experiences an abortion, mm. she is not nurturing and she's not protecting that child. So we've got these wounds triggered in many different ways. I was uncomfortable with being around babies and pregnant women. Anytime abortion is in the news, that becomes one of the triggers. So we want to be there for those women who are being triggered right now. Hear this entire conversation on The Family Room podcast at thequestatlanta.com. New episodes Wednesday mornings at 11 on AM eleven six. The quest. So, but but that's you know. So we had that, Kathy. You yes. were a guest on the family room as well. Yes. Um, and you can hear all those on the pet on uh, the past, <laughs> the quest podcast. Yes. Uh, it, which it, you know, go to thequestatlanta.com. It's also on the app. But that's also where you can donate to keep programs like this coming. Yes, absolutely. So that, that support life. So go to thequestatlanta.com. Uh, tap donate on the Quest Atlanta app or call 470-508-1160 for this best of the Quest pledge drive. And uh, we want to thank Christine uh, from Marietta. That's in honor of uh, uh, Pregnancy Aid Clinic. Nice. So thank you very much, Christine. And also Beautiful. Michael from Marietta. Uh, we thank you very much for your generosity. We still have those $20 gift cards from, Mar Ros from Marlowe's of Roswell uh, for first-time donors. So if you've never donated before, uh, and whatever the size, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, whatever you can afford would be great, but you're going to get a $20 gift card from Marlowe's in Roswell, and we still have that $3,000 match. Okay, so a $20 becomes $40 donation don't leave that on the table because that's only going on until 10 o'clock. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Go ahead, Kathy. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things when we were talking about kind of the false narratives out there as well is that, you know, abortion has always uh, kind of had this uh, aura of being necessary for the success of a woman in society. You know, you saw, uh, you know, somebody who got their Oscar and they're like, I got this because I had my abortion. I could do my career. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, we have to help that narrative change. We are a part of that narrative. And so, you know, by the programs and services through walking with moms in need, through getting involved with PAC, to be able to have confidence these women can have confidence to believe in themselves that they can parent and that there are resources we can help them with and that they can get to a better place with this child and in in sometimes often in spite of this child because it really gives them the motivation to like i have a child now like i need to get my act together you know and sometimes Absolutely. it can be the little pivotal thing that like prompts them to like i am going to finish this school or i am going to you know work harder at my job to get this promotion or advance myself so, we have heard that from some of our clients who have said, um, you know, this child has motivated me. Mm -hmm. I really, you know, I have my act together now. I have a purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel my own worth. I feel my own dignity. And the reverse can be true too, that if they choose to, to abort the child in order to facilitate something else in their lives, oftentimes that piece won't happen because of their grief and trauma. Or it's very um, unfulfilling. It, that that right. could be true, too, as well. And and we also, and you'll probably get to this, Kathy, but I think it's important for us to um, acknowledge and reference the adoption re resources mm -hmm. yes. that, that we have in the community. Mm -hmm. We have adoption isn't what it was 20, 30 years no. ago. Um, there are so many wonderful options for semi-open and open 
plans. There are wonderful pregnancy counselors at the adoption agencies we work with. And I think it's important, you know, to realize that not everyone necessarily um, is suited for parenting at that particular right. point in their life, right. but for them to facilitate that life is one of the most courageous decisions you know they could possibly. And there are so make. many families looking to adopt. Exactly. Absolutely. Great homes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think taking taking it a little step further. Well, maybe the question that is being asked in in the world today a lot is: Is Georgia safe for women? Right? Is is this is this nation with the with new abortion legislation? Is this safe? Are, are women's lives in jeopardy here? So we want to we want to treat this very reverently, of course, as well, right? It, I mean, to my knowledge, Georgia actually has one of the worst in the country maternal mortality rates. True. Now, this is very sad, and and our attention should be there of how how can we w- work to provide real solutions to that, right? Um, but I would I I would say like we again, we care about women. We're, we're if if women's lives were really in danger, we would we would be very concerned with this. But I think what is happening is a lot of that false narrative of of maybe misunderstandings about this legislation that is uh, that's what you're seeing in this narratives. So typically, you know, a an ectopic pregnancy might be one one of the pregnancies that would be a situation where a woman's mother's life is in danger, right? Mm-hmm. And so certainly um that that is a grave concern, but that is not solved and and it is not solved with with an abortion. You don't you don't take the abortion pill to solve an ectopic pregnancy, right? And so limitations in the heartbeat bill relating to abortion have nothing to do with limiting a woman's care that she needs for her for her life, right? Mm-hmm. That this this is I want this to be very clear that nothing in this legislation even without take even if you take away that exception, we have an exception in the Georgia heartbeat bill for women's life is in danger and rape and incense, right? Um, even if you take those exceptions away, right? What what we are treating in an ectopic pregnancy, you don't treat that with an abortion, right? There's that ectopic pregnancy describes when the the embryo implants in the fallopian tube, mm-hmm. and it it is within Catholic moral reasoning to do a procedure to remove that section of the fallopian tube, and as an unintended consequence, the the mother the the baby will die, but the mother's life will be saved. Your the action you're doing in that case is to save the life of the mother, very different from the action you're doing in an abortion to kill the life right. of a preborn child. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, as we, um, you know, talk about um, upcoming times to be together with your family, to be able to, you know, maybe use it as a conversation starter. You know, like I have deep gratitude to the court for this new heartbeat law in Georgia, like it's saving so many lives. And but I also think, you know, it's a call to action for those who really have been pro-life, you know, what can you roll up your sleeves and do? Because, you know, if you look at the Texas one, um, you know, 79% of their abortion you know, numbers decided to parent. And so for us, you know, we had 31,000 abortions uh, the last year recorded in 2020. Uh, And so for us, I mean, you know, it's 20 something thousand women that are going to need us. And so, um, you know, we're looking for people to come alongside her with material, emotional, financial and spiritual support that they really need. Um, And I think, you know, as the Catholic Church, we have always been the leader in service work for the poor, for women in need. But you know what? A lot of times that service is unseen. Mm 
And so we need to highlight this service and raise awareness to get more people involved. Like, what is my church doing? Oh, I have Walking with Moms in Need, and we're doing X, Y, Z. Or, hey, my parish really wants to start one. Let's mm-hmm. get this going. So I think we need to just share the truth of what the Catholic Church is doing and has always done, which is showing up for people in need. And, you know, that's part of the initiative with Walking with Moms in Need is, you know, I love that, you know, the USCCB, when they uh, put this in effect, they said, you know, look, it used to be in the old days, if you had trouble in your family, whatever it was, you went to the church, you came to the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and they helped. And we kind of got away from that, right? And so our bishops in their great wisdom said, we want to go back to that, where we want the church to be a beacon of hope and help for pregnant and parenting moms and families in need. And so, um, you know, that's one of the reasons they did the Walking with Moms in Need as a parish initiative, so that it's parish-based. We have 17,000 parishes in the United States. It's uniquely positioned to be in people's backyards, right? So that this access to the help at the church is close to them. So I think that's a really beautiful, um, you know, part of the initiative of Walking with Moms in Need. And I think it's a really important part for all of us to be thinking, well, what can I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to bring this up again, because I don't think I can say it too much, but if this isn't at your parish, uh, what's the saying that, that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. The called. <laughs> so maybe you think, I, I don't know the first thing about working with a, a, a pregnant mother or a, a mom, a young mom that, you know, has a toddler or whatever. I, I don't know the first thing about that, but maybe you're the person, maybe you need to pray on this. If it's not at your parish right now, maybe you're the person that needs to head this up. I mean, that, that could very well be. So just pray on that. Think about it. Uh, we're just about out of time here. It, it flew by. Yes, <laughs> it? it did. So, uh, and do do we want to wrap this up somehow? Do you have any closing thoughts here? Or? Um, well, one of the things Lisa and I talked about was we just want everybody to know what to do in an unplanned pregnancy, what you should be doing. And so, you know, I think at some point in your lives, whether it's a friend, a, you know, a, a child, a grandchild, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, somewhere along the line, somebody could um, be in an unplanned pregnancy. And as Catholics, we want to know what you should be doing in that. And so um, Lisa and I were talking about that earlier. So I'll let her um, talk about that. Yeah. I just want to mention, too, that we have um, new Lunch and Learns that we've just launched that are in person in our Atlanta clinic, and we're also doing by Zoom. Um, So if anyone's interested in in that, we're going to be imparting some of this knowledge that we've acquired over decades of of how to attend to people. And our first Lunch and Learn was that topic, um, how to to talk to someone facing unplanned pregnancy. Um, And I I know we don't have a lot of time, but you know, we want to be non-judgmental. We want to make sure that they have resources and that they, people know where to send them. We also just imparted this knowledge on our friends at Georgia Tech, our Students for Life and Catholic Center friends at, at Georgia Tech. So um, I have that presentation. I have a lot of information in terms of, you know, how, how we should use the resources that we have mm-hmm. because what's out there is Planned Parenthood. Um, So it's really, really important for people Mm -hmm. to know about Pregnancy Aid Clinic. We are the only Catholic pregnancy center in the in the state of Georgia. um, And, you know, we're here to impart that knowledge. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Joey, uh, last thoughts here? No, my 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 last thoughts is just gratitude for uh, all all the those who are involved in the pro-life movement in any capacity for for Pregnancy Aid, for Kathy and for 
for you, Dave, mm-hmm. at the Quest and, and all, all your staff. Thank you. Yeah. And even just to help you learn, like Lisa was saying, to come to this lunch and learn. Um, also, the we wrote, um, Mary Claus and Brian Bamonte and myself wrote those pro-life minutes that you'll hear that come up on the Quest periodically. And even if you just wanted, they're a minute. You could go through and listen one after the other after the other and equip yourself, get you some pro-life talking points. Um, Equal Rights Institute is another one we really like. You can go there. They have short videos. They have podcasts. You can dive in as much or as little as you want, but equip yourself to be able to defend your pro-life position because, you know, um, sometimes the other side's a little louder than we are. So we need to be uh, more equipped to have these conversations and not later regret that you didn't. I had a woman recently say to me, oh my gosh, this woman said some stuff and I knew she was wrong, but. I didn't know what to say, so I didn't say anything, and I didn't. I just I left, and like she mm-hmm. she had such deep regret that she didn't bother to try to defend her pro life stance, but she didn't know how. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. can change that, and now's a perfect time to get equipped because we have a new law, and we need to know. People are talking, and I think it. Sean Carney from uh, Forty Days for Life is the one that says that we should not be on the defensive. The other side should be on the defensive, mm-hmm. just like the guy that you don't want to kill over at the quick trip. Yeah, you know. We, you know, life is is life, and mm-hmm. so to take that life should be the defensive side. So, mm-hmm. yes. you know, it's not easy because they are a louder voice, but there certainly are. I think that's a great point, Kathy. That mm-hmm. these are all starting conversations that we need to be having at the Thanksgiving table. Well, I want to thank some people. Uh, I'll thank you in just a minute, but I want to thank Susan uh, from Sugar Hill, who uh, this is actually in honor of Andy, who was on our eight o'clock hour. But she waited until we had this match money <laughs> to donate. <laughs> so that's smart, Susan. Thank you very much. Because we've got $3,000 match, which uh, I think if you call in right now, we can still take advantage of that. Um, we also want to thank uh, Carol from Carrollton, uh, Nancy from Brookhaven, and also Gary from Alpharetta. That's in honor of uh, Lisa Regan and, and uh, Pregnancy Aid Clinic. So thank you very much, Gary. Uh, this is the best of the quest pledge drive and we still have I, I i don't know how many of these people are first time donors so i don't know i'm assuming we might still have some of these marlowe's uh in roswell gift cards left 20 dollars gift cards uh for the first time donors we've got five of those so if you want to call in and still take advantage of that match money uh so kathy you're sticking around for the next hour i am yes, yes i am so we'll talk to you i want to thank you joey martinek and lisa regan thank you for being here and supporting the quest Thank you for having us. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, guys, for joining. It was great. Wonderful.